It seems that no matter where you look, there's pop culture news flying around everywhere. But how can you keep up so you're ready to roll when a new episode of the Popcast comes out? Wouldn't it be wonderful if there was one place where you could go to get all the news you want? Then boy do I have good news for you, because Flipboard is here to help. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard, and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. Used by millions of people every day, Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. Get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com. This is episode 12 of the Popcast. Hello, welcome to the Popcast, the pop culture podcast from Vernacular. We're your hosts, Maureen and Josh Goldman. Each week, we'll dive into the latest in pop culture with our three regular segments. First, the snack bag, where we cover some smaller stories from the past week. Second, the marquee topic, where we dive in depth into one pop culture story or event. And third, the teasers, where we give our suggestions for pop culture content you might have missed, but should definitely check out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Popcast. Josh, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing well. Another week, another dollar. Is that what they say? Is that the, is that the phrase? That is not the phrase. That's not the phrase. That's not the phrase. Is it another day, another dollar? Yes. Okay. Well, in our life, it feels like another week, another dollar. <laughs> Who even knows what Josh is saying anymore, you guys, honestly. All right. It has been a long week, but we're really excited to catch up with you guys because podcasting is the best when we get to just kind of talk to each other and talk to you at the same time. Okay, so there were a couple of things we wanted to follow up with you guys on from last week. Um, One was that we had previously talked about the rewatchables. I think that was one of my teasers that my brother and sister-in-law had recommended, and we listened to it on our way home from our trip. And it was awesome. Yeah, I've actually listened to several episodes now. And what I didn't realize at first was that they actually have a rotating cast of people who host the podcast. And my personal favorite host is Bill Simmons, who is the founder of The Ringer, which started the podcast. I just think he's a really funny guy. So if you see any with him on them, definitely check those out because I think he's one of the funnier guys on the podcast. Yeah. And I honestly found it a little jarring that they switched people. I had only listened to two of them, but I was kind of expecting the same banter, but it's kind of unique that it's always a different feel and a different flavor. So definitely check it out. We also got a question, Maureen, about, we talked about um, that article a couple weeks ago about the guy who went to a Nicolas Cage movie marathon. We got a question from someone that asked us what our favorite Nicolas Cage movies are. Now we should be Mine up front. have to be National Treasure, like the whole series. The whole series. Now, we have to be we have to be up front. We probably haven't seen every Nicolas Cage movie. Here's one I don't like. What was that one? Raising, Raising Arizona, Arizona. Yeah. Veto. Um I think my Okay, so I have to agree with Maureen. My favorite is probably, just for pure fun, is National Treasure. The first one is just amazing. Well, you also love Family Man. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. The Family Man, which is a great Christmas film. Um, but I think the probably the best one that I've seen of Nicolas Cage is one I mentioned on the podcast a couple weeks ago, which is Adaptation, which is just a really well-done film overall. So Thanks for the question. Yeah. Um, okay, Maureen, we talked last week. I just want to follow up about this, about the song Baby Shark. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what we didn't mention is that 
we play this through my Spotify, my Spotify account. So it plays through our Google Home or our Amazon Alexa. That's route. because Josh hooked up his own accounts to all of our Apple Home thingies. No, not so, Apple Home. That's the only one we don't have. All right, whatever. You know what I mean. One of these smart devices. So you thought you were being sneaky and, and it was going to all be your stuff, but now you'll pay in the price. Yes, because half of my recommended songs, so Spotify uses an algorithm based on what you've listened to before, and half of my recommended songs are other kids' songs now. So they have this really cool feature called Discover Weekly, where Spotify will pick songs that it thinks you'll like. Unfortunately, half of my suggestions are kids' songs now, and it's not exactly what I want to listen to when I'm trying to discover new music at work, but uh, I guess Caleb would be happy if he was listening to Discover Weekly. Heck yeah. Um, We also had a listener reach out to us and say that last week, after Maureen demonstrated about um, how we ask I'm going to be careful about how I say this because I don't want it to happen again. But after Maureen demonstrated how our Amazon device plays the music when we ask it to, we had a listener tell us that their device tried to play Baby Shark when it heard Maureen through the podcast. You're welcome, everyone. Uh, So our listeners, we should, you know who should really thank us and sponsor us is the creator of Baby Shark because we just got them more royalties. So if you're listening, creators of Baby Shark, the song, please sponsor our podcast. That would be cool. Yeah. One more thing to update you guys on, which I just want to set the scene. Josh had a guy's night um, where he had one of his dear friends over. He's known him since high school. He's a good friend of both of ours. And we all had dinner together. Josh cooked. And then I stayed in our condo and watched Caleb. I mean, he slept and I did some work. Um, And Josh and Mark had like a bro night. And their bro night was going down to the movie room we have like and a watching, mo- we have like a movie theater watching our- La La Land, which I told people at work <laughs> today, and everyone was laughing hysterically. Why like, were they that laughing? Was, like because I because they were like that is what they wanted to do. Two dudes of all movies. So Josh, how was it? It was good. I I had seen the movie when it came out, Maureen, and I saw it in theaters, but I'd only seen it once. And Mark, my friend, had never seen it. Um, so he had said, look, I really want to see this movie. And I said, you should come over and watch it. We should watch it in the movie room in our condo because it's a big screen. We have a, you know, a 4k projector down there. And I think that that's the kind of movie that should be seen on a bigger screen as opposed to watching on your laptop or shutter your phone. If you do that, um, and I admit I've watched movies on my phone before, but this is definitely not one of those movies you want to watch on your phone. It's just like kind of a big movie musical Needs to be seen on a big City screen. City of stars. <laughs> da, na, 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 na. It's okay. like you've seen it just now from my interpretation. <laughs> well, what I what I do want to say is that I was pleasantly surprised. I had, I, like I said, I've only seen it once. And I remember not loving it. I liked it, but didn't love it when we saw it in theaters the first time. But when I rewatched it last night, it was actually better than I remember it being. It's funnier than I remembered it being. Um, the one thing that I wanted to point out, um, Maureen, and you, you may back me up on this is that, and this is a spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the movie, but Ryan Gosling's character in the film, he's a musician, Seb, Seb, Sebastian, he wants to open his own jazz club, which would cost a considerable amount of money, right? So he gets an opportunity to be in a quote unquote pop band with the John Legend character. Yes, the John Legend. Yeah, is, he sells out to make money. Right. 
the music that they make as, as this pop band is not bad. And in fact, his character seems to like the music. But then he gets in an argument with his girlfriend in the film, Emma Stone, the other lead in the film. And for some reason, he sort of like bashes on being in this band. I just, I never understood it. He's a working musician, seemingly able to save up to pursue his dream, which he does later. But I just never understood, even if he wasn't doing exactly what he wanted in the music industry. Yeah, honey, I think the problem that you've identified here is that La La Land is full of cliches. And sometimes that's really nice in a movie. Again, this is more of a lighthearted pick. Um, But... It's this whole same thing as I know it's Emma a movie. Stone. Yeah, but Emma Stone's character when she's like putting on this horrific one woman show, and then the next scene is like her getting an audition, and then she's famous, right? Yeah, I like get this it. is I get it. I get so it. So he's just, he's playing that like I know I'm, I'm I know it's a movie, and I get what you're saying. Do you just that, want me to validate you that that's not really logical that he yeah, should be complaining there, about that? I, there are some plot holes that I can get behind. That is not one of them. So anyway. uh, I would recommend the movie and the ending is stellar. If you haven't seen it, it's, it makes the movie great in my opinion. Um, but if you haven't seen it, check it out. I just thought it was interesting on the rewatch. I hated the ending. So we'd like you to watch it and tell us what you think. Yeah. If you haven't seen it or if you have seen it, let us know what you think. All right. Let's jump into the snack bag. Okay. So the first thing is that, uh, I think we reported, <laughs> we didn't report. We, it's not <laughs> like we came up with it. Did a breaking news from the podcast. We let you guys know, if you hadn't heard a couple weeks ago, that the TV show Roseanne, which was canceled by ABC after Roseanne Barr made some racist comments on Twitter, that was then uh, converted into a spinoff show called The Connors. And uh, no one was really quite sure at the time what they were going to do about the character of Roseanne. And as it turns out, John Goodman, who is one of the stars of The Connors and was on Roseanne, uh, he has let everybody know that Roseanne's character will be killed off in the spinoff. I love how you're acting surprised, obviously. How else are they going to just write her off the show? She's I mean, not going to just move to Europe or something. I mean, like, it's about this very, like, working class family in middle America. Right. But the idea, of, like, that there's a totally different tone you set when someone is killed off or dies as opposed to just goes away. So I just don't think there was any realistic way that she could just go away. You don't think so? No. I Even feel like they, they got divorced or like she, what? It's not like her career was going to transfer her across the country or something. I, I just feel like that you just, you have a totally different set of circumstances to deal with, especially in a sitcom when a character dies as opposed to, as opposed to when they just leave the show. There was a, this isn't the same example because um, this actor actually did die during the filming. So there was a show, Eight Simple Rules, that starred John Ritter, and he actually did die during the filming. That was so sad. Yeah, it was very sad, but they actually had to deal with like real emotional stuff. And again, this is not the same situation, but for a sitcom, that's tricky waters to, to traverse. So I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see how much they deal with the fact that this character has been killed off and how much they don't. I think it's don't. just the network basically saying, don't put racist comments out there. Don't say mean things. Be a good person or there are serious consequences. So That's fair. That's fair. Maureen, introduce our next snack bag topic. Yeah. And so, tell, tell, our, tell our listeners how we got to this. Oh, my To gosh. talking about this. So this was last Friday, right? 
And we were sitting on the couch. We had a night in and we were going to watch a movie. And Or no, we weren't even going to watch a movie. We were just going to watch something together. And Josh does this really annoying thing. Which I'm sure many of our listeners do. Where he basically takes like an hour to just like scroll through everything on our Apple TV. So like let's look at every movie that's on HBO and every series. And let's look at everything on Netflix and what's recommended on Netflix and what's on your list on Netflix. And then let's look at everything that we could possibly like rent or buy. Anyway, and we were, like, going through, like, we should do documentaries or, like, we should rent something or whatever. Anyway, Josh ended up putting on this movie on Netflix called To All the Boys I've Ever Loved. And I had no idea what it was. We just started watching it, and I was so happy not to be scrolling through things. And at first, my impression was, okay, this is really silly. Like, you can tell it's for, like, young adult audiences. And I was like, okay, maybe we should turn this off after, like, 45 minutes. But by the time we hit... Like, that long, I was totally hooked. It's all about this young girl who is in high school, and she writes five love letters over the course of her life to different crushes, and her younger sister mails them. So, obviously, hilarity ensues, but it's, you know, like a high school love story. And then uh, I was researching it and talking to my sister about it, and who apparently everyone knew about this except me. But it's a very, very popular book. It's a book series. This is the first movie of it. The lead actress... Lana Condor, if I remember correctly, is pretty new to the scene. And she's an amazing Asian-American actress. And you should definitely check it out. Yeah, the movie, um, I didn't really love it <laughs> after we watched we it. We really liked it. We really liked Maureen it. Maureen liked it. Maureen liked the story, but she agreed. I want to read the other two books. Like, I want to find out what happens to Lara Jean. Right, but you agree the script was not great. The screenplay wasn't good yeah and I actually <laughs> that's good. why I texted wasn't my sister good. who's an avid reader and she was like yes I've read the books and there was a lot she was missing from the books because the books are apparently really compelling and you got a you get a lot of insider you know as you only you can in literature where you're like inside an inner of Laura Jean's head yeah getting a lot of her her thoughts so the, the main character's name is Laura Jean as Maureen said but it was so annoying I I think they if you played a drinking game so every time they said Laura Jean in I'm going to really hope that the high would, schoolers who are watching this movie are not playing a drinking game to this movie. Okay, we're not in high school. Yeah. Anybody who is of age and playing a drinking game where you hear the words Laura Jean, you would die. I think they said it a hundred times. It was just so annoying. It's not realistic that you saw, that you say someone's name. You actually say my name when we're recording this podcast a hundred percent more than you say it in real life. So okay, well, in, in real life which we would assume this movie would be based on, you do not say someone's name that much. I want to know from our listeners, has anyone read the book and seen the movie? And if you have, what are your thoughts? How does the movie stack up? Because I'm thinking about reading the other two books. So let me know what you think. All right, our last snack bag topic, very quickly. A sad a sad story, um, but I thought we should talk about it briefly. Since Maureen and I are both theater people, Neil Simon passed away last week at the age of 91. He had a long, full life. But he is one of the most prolific playwrights of our of our time. He has received more combined Oscar and Tony nominations than any other writer. I think probably his most famous work is The Odd Couple. Yeah, that's that's definitely what I was going to say. But he also um he also sort of launched uh, Matthew Broderick's career on Broadway with the play Brighton Beach Memoirs which was in 1983, uh, but he wrote, you know, you know, like 25 plays. He wrote a bunch of screenplays. He wrote for a bunch of television shows. And I just think that he sort of set the tone for modern comedy 
And I I don't know. I don't know if we'll have a playwright as prolific as, as him moving forward. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I think his work is really tremendous and he'll be sorely missed. I just think the thing that was so interesting about him was how he told stories about real life and there was always both sadness and humor in it. And that's how real life is. Things aren't always only funny or even when things are sad, there's always a way to laugh at it. Yeah. And he will continue to live on because he has a Broadway theater named after him. That's right. All right. Let us move on to our marquee topic this week. This is something that I thought we should talk about because as of the recording of this podcast, which is August 30th, and when it re- is released on August 31st, we are smack dab in the middle of the late summer fall movie festival season. So right now going on is the Venice Film Festival, the Telluride Film Festival, which is in Colorado, and then kicking off this weekend after this podcast is dropping is the Toronto Film Festival. And in the past like 10 years or so, these festivals have sort of been the launching pad for movies that will dominate the awards conversation coming up. So since all of these movies are premiering at these festivals, I thought that we could take a look at some of the trailers for some of these movies that are coming out, and we picked seven movies that uh, that we'll talk about briefly, each of them today, and uh, just talk about whether we think that these are look interesting at all, and whether or not we think they'll be in the awards conversation. We have to stop here, because I have to let you all know that if there's one thing that Josh loves more than scrolling through any possible thing we could watch on our Apple TV, it's movie trailers yeah that we we documented this a couple weeks ago i think you you told everybody about my love for movie trailers if but it is true i just feel like we need to if i could it. marry movie trailers if i wasn't married to maureen i might Rude. i might i said if i wasn't <gasps> married to maureen i might marry movie trailers oh my gosh all right let's That's a jump into the seven that you've picked for us to talk about okay so the first one is called a star is born a star is born maybe it's time to let the always down Maybe it's time to let the always down. Takes a lot to change, man. Hell, it takes a lot to try. You know, man, in the old days, I always knew, like, you were going to do something, that you'd be all right. It's the first time I'm worried about you. Can I ask you a personal question? Okay. Tell me something, girl. Okay, so, so this movie uh, stars Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, and it is Bradley Cooper's directorial debut, which is exciting. This is actually a remake of a remake of a remake. This is like the fourth iteration of this story. Maureen, what were your thoughts on the trailer? I'm gonna see this because. Bradley Cooper singing, and I love Lady Gaga, but... Yeah, and he did his own singing in this. He sounds great. My take on this is it's a little shticky. It's like country singer. Based on the trailer, yeah. Yeah, country singer, you know, oh, finds the not typically pretty girl and turns her into a star. But I like the idea that he, you know, they have this love story and then he kind of helps expose her talent or highlight her talent. But then, like, the last... 15 seconds of the trailer is like the drama which you don't really understand it's like people screaming in a bathroom and like crying and like breaking bottles and you're like whoa 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 I I don't know all I'm gonna say is I wish it was based on a true story it seems a little too much like Johnny Cash um well it hasn't always been a country singer 
as like the the male part who I just finds... wish it was true. I think if it was based on a true story, it would have a little more validity to me. It seems a little So you're in on the movie though. You 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 would see this. I'm definitely going to see it. I Is don't it going to be an awards contender? Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know. You don't you don't know. You don't think so or you don't know. If you had a guess, yes or no. And remember, there are I zero I think it'll be nominated and won't win a bunch. Okay. That's fair. I I've heard very very early reviews from its premiere at Venice which was uh, a couple days ago, is that Lady Gaga is quite good in this film, which makes sense. Like, they wouldn't have cast her if she couldn't act, but I don't know. All right, our next film uh, is called First Man. This is from Damien Chazelle, who directed La La Land yes. and Whiplash. This and is his first film. Was on a roll. Yeah, this is his first film since La La Land, and it stars Ryan Gosling as Neil Armstrong, and Claire Foy, famous from The Crown, uh, as his wife. I see the moon. The moon sees me. Down through the leaves of the old oak tree. The vehicle's not safe. We need to fail. We need to fail down here so we don't fail up there. Please let the light that shines on me. Neil, everyone's in agreement. We'd like you to command. Shine on the one I love. Mom, what's wrong? Nothing, honey. Your dad's going to the moon. What were your thoughts on this trailer? I mean, I'm obviously going to see this too because Ryan Gosling, it looks okay. Just okay? Yeah, I don't know. I like yeah, space thing. I don't know. I actually think this looks this looks pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this one. I I like Damien Chazelle a lot. I think Whiplash is a, an amazing film. I thought La La Land was good. He clearly has uh, good talent as a director. This is a much bigger film than anything he's done before, but it looks good. The thing that I actually think looks the least strong at least from the trailer is ryan gosling but again early early reviews of him say that he's quite good so he plays kind of an understated role um so i don't know we'll see all right let's move on to the next movie because i'm pumped about it mary queen of scots england does not look so different from scotland hi they are sisters Queen Elizabeth, your cousin Mary has returned to take up her throne in Scotland. The Queen! My dear cousin Elizabeth, I hope we might meet in person, that I might embrace you. But ruling side by side, we must do so in harmony, not through a treaty drafted by men lesser than ourselves. My dear cousin, let our nations cherish each other as we would. Two kingdoms united. So this is basically from the trailer, it's a queen off between Saoirse Ronan and Margot Robbie. And it looks like really freaking cool. Okay, set up the set up the basic premise of the story. They're for us. cousins. Right. So and they Margot Robbie rivals. plays Margot Robbie plays Queen Elizabeth the First mm-hmm. and Saoirse Ronan plays Mary Queen of Scots. And she actually does quite a convincing Scottish accent. Uh, Saoirse, in, a woman of many accents. Yeah, because she's from Ireland and has a very strong Irish accent in real life. This movie looks good, too. The thing that I've read most about this is that it's totally historically inaccurate. Okay, so that was going to be my thing. So I don't actually, I am not a huge history buff, and so I don't know a lot about this period of history. 
So for me, it will probably be very enjoyable because I'm going to take the movie at face value. I'm really interested to talk to my sister about it because she's currently getting her master's in medieval history. Um, but she's a huge history buff. She's going to hate this. Well, I, I'll be interested to see if it's really that inaccurate and that really bothers her or if she just loves that it's kind of like a time period movie. Including the fact that the real Mary Queen of Scots spent most of her early life in France. And so people who saw the trailer and heard the Scottish accent were kind of like, she would have grown up listening to, learning French and speaking in a French accent if she was speaking English. So there you go, off the right off the top. Okay, so the real question is, is this going to be an awards contender? Yes, I think both of them will be nominated. Wow. Probably what will happen is... For both for lead actress? Well, I think they will both give stellar performances, and probably what's going to happen is one of them will be nominated for lead actress in, like, everything, and will sweep. And the other one will be nominated for supporting actress? Yeah, I don't know. And lose to Lady Gaga? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or Claire Foy? Which will be sad, so... Um, Oh, I didn't ask you, first man, awards contender or no? Probably, but I don't think it'll win. Really? I think it I think it could win. I don't know. We'll see. All right. The next one, which uh, Maureen has strong feelings about, I think. <laughs> the next one is called Roma. Roma. It's from Alfonso Cuaron. I watched the trailer, and my response was, nah. So this is a black and white film that is being produced by Netflix. So I couldn't it, tell what it was about. Yeah, I think I only know what it's about because I've read a little bit about it, but I can totally see what you're saying. Um, but I think that it's kind of a smaller film that explores the relationship of a a character to different women in his life. So his mother and, um, you know, girlfriends and, and a wife and... So I think that it sort of hit Alfonso. Does he have an affair with the nanny? Is that part of it? I, I don't know. I, I just haven't seen the movie. Tell. But but there was like, a, I, I don't know. Again, I couldn't really understand the trailer. Well, we, a, we need a better trailer. We do. It, it's just a teaser trailer. But the interesting thing is that this is, you know, since it's a Netflix film, it will be released in theaters so that it can qualify for all these awards. But it will also come out on Netflix, I think, relatively soon after its theatrical release. So, Maureen, we could watch it and decide for ourselves at that point. But the thing that I heard, all the uh, Hollywood pundits, they are saying that this could be the front runner for Best Picture. And wow. based on the trailer, Maureen, Maureen's I'm, face is I'm one way of, off. Her, her face is one of shock right now. I know. I She's better like, get into it. Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to watch it. I think certainly we'll watch it if we can watch it at home on Netflix. And and the other thing that's interesting about this is that Netflix really, you can tell they really want to win an Oscar for like Best Picture you know, like a best director. They've won best documentary short in the past. And last year they won best documentary feature, but you can just tell they're itching to get into this, um, the Oscar race in a, in a big way. And I think this is their push this year. So the next one is Mary Poppins returns. Oh boy. Wow. Oh boy. Well, so I'm pretty excited about this, but I will say the trailer is lame. 
It is wonderful to see you. Yes, it is, isn't it? It is like also the most it, boring scenes from the entire movie. It is also a her, teaser like, trailer, so it's care. not a full it's trailer. Well, it's boring. I I'm not into this. I'm well, not. I into love this the at original, all. and of I course, love the Dick original's great. I know they have Lin-Manuel Miranda in this. I... Well, he's not playing Dick Van Dyke's character. Okay, well, that's confusing in the trailer. He's playing a similar-ish character. He's playing another chimney sweep? No, he's not a chimney sweep. He's a he's a lamplighter. What do you call those? A lamplighter? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah, he's his name is the character's name is Jack. So it, the, the film stars Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins. Who will be great, but honestly, you cannot replace Julie Andrews. No, but I don't think she's trying to replace her based on the very limited things we've seen in the, this teaser trailer. And then they've also cast Hamilton star and creator Lin-Manuel Miranda. I just said that. I know, but you didn't say who he was playing. Hamilton. He is playing a character named Jack. And the teaser trailer does feature his character a little bit. I have to say, I'm kind of over him. Are you over him? Like, I like am I have, not over him as a writer and composer. No, me neither. And lyricist. I am a little over him as an actor. And way over him as a singer. Yeah. He cannot sing. I don't. Has anybody told him he can't sing? Is he too famous for someone to be like, hey, Lynn, look, here's the deal. You're an amazing creator, but you can't really sing. He's too talented for people to tell him that. I don't know. But I'm sure he sings in this, and we're going to have a, you know, out of tune. He's song. not that bad. Okay, he's not horrible, but he's not a voice you want to listen to all the time. Anyway. All right, the best part about me watching this trailer was then the, a suggested trailer after it was for The Little Mermaid, like a live Little Mermaid. And I was like, oh my gosh, Disney's doing Little Mermaid live. How are they going to, like, like I'm thinking like Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, how are they going to pull this off? So I clicked on it. We'll link it in the show notes because it's abominable. It's one, not Disney. It's some fake thing. They don't even say who it is. But Shirley MacLaine is in this fake Little Mermaid, and she's like a pretty big actress. Anyway, it looks super weird. The Little Mermaid is in the Mississippi River. Oh, gosh. And there's a circus involved. Oh, and gosh. And, yeah, if there's one thing you take away from this episode, it's that you need to watch this horrendous Little Mermaid trailer, because it won't win any Oscars, but it's amazing. Is Mary Poppins Returns going to be an awards contender? No. This year? No, I think you're right. It'll be nominated for Best Song, and it'll lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, uh, two more we'll do quickly. The last two star two of our rising Yeah, Hollywood stars. lead actors to watch out for. The first one is called Beautiful Boy, stars Timothy Chalamet, Steve Carell, Maura Tierney. So how you doing? I'm doing great, you know, just, um, um, just doing what needs to be done. And what does oh, that mean? I'm sorry, Dad, um. Why don't we just have lunch and talk? We can do that, right? Mm. Please, you think that you have this under control. I understand why I do things, it doesn't make me any different. You're just embarrassed because I was like, you know, I was like this amazing thing, like your special creation or something, and you don't like who I am now. Yeah, who are you, Nick? This is me, Dad, here, this is who I am. This is not you, this is not you, Nick. What were your thoughts on this trailer? I, I think I'm gonna wanna see this. It looks very emotional. Steve is about the father-son relationship based on a true story, which I like. Basically, in the trailer, there's something wrong with the boy. And Timothy Chalamet. You don't know what it is. 
Yeah. And okay. So I just want to know what's wrong with him. I, I get I get how you could see this. And from how is Steve Carell trying to help him? Is right. it like bipolar? It's, it's like like he says in the thing, I don't have cancer. I'm like choosing to be like this. But you're like, what is it? Tell me. Yeah. I think I don't know why you were so confused because it's very clearly some sort of an addiction, either alcohol or drugs. I mean, it's not. I thought it was a mental disorder. Really? Yeah. No, I think that when he says. I'm choosing this. It's not cancer that is like choosing to do drugs or do alcohol and, and that's well, causing clearly problems. we have no idea because we both had a very different take. So well, we'll see. I think I'm right. Actually, I know I'm right. Cause I've read some, uh, background on the film. Josh, you cheated. I didn't cheat. It's supposed to be what's your impression of the trailer, not what's your impression of research. Okay. Well, my impression of the trailer is it does look good. I think Steve Carell is one of the most underrated actors of, of this time i would love for him to get a nomination and to win yeah he's been nominated before but he has not won and i think he's quite a good dramatic actor um so i'll be interested to see how this goes too i think this will be an awards contender i don't know if it will win anything but we'll see the last one we're going to talk about is called boy erased which stars lucas hedges and russell crowe and nicole kidman Jared. I want you to do well. I want you to have a great life. I love you, but we cannot see a way that you can live under this roof if you're going to fundamentally go against the grain of our beliefs. Jared, tell me the truth. That's all. I think about men. I don't know why. And I'm so sorry. What were your reactions to this? I wrote down, so sad. Um, I think this one will definitely be an awards contender. This is a story about, where are they based? In Texas? Somewhere in... Somewhere in the South. In the South. And um, Russell Crowe and Nicole Kidman are parents, and their son basically tells them that he's having thoughts about men, and they send him to some kind of camp where they are going to, quote, unquote, fix him. It's it's written and directed by Joel Edgerton, who you might know from his acting work. Um, but it does it looks really really good. It looks really powerful. I think it's based on a book. I'm not entirely sure. I'm pretty sure it's based on a book. I, don't I think know. there'll be some really hard topics they explore in this movie. Um, one of the quotes from the trailer that stood out to me as heartbreaking was um, someone telling this young boy, "God will not love you the way you are." I just think that this is one of those films that is going to show a very difficult side of, I don't even know how to qualify it, of, of how some people view what it means to be gay. And I'm just going to hope that at the end, his parents realize that they can just love him for who he is and that he doesn't have to change. And the trailer kind of hints at that, at least with Nicole Kidman's character. Um, but I, for one, will be hoping for a happy ending um, and Lucas Hedges looks like he gives a tremendous performance in this. Did we miss anything? If we missed something, let us know. Uh, what other trailers uh, for films coming out that you think we should check out, especially ones that are going to be awards or possible awards contenders? Let's move on to our teasers. Maureen, do you want to kick it off this week? My teasers are some things you can listen to on Spotify while you're working or concentrating or A little typing. bit of a throwback. Yeah. So after we listened to Titanic on the Rewatchables podcast, it just reignited my love. That's my favorite movie of all time. We should do a whole podcast episode on Titanic. Um, anyway, I started listening to the Titanic soundtrack by James Horner. 
while I was working. So I, when I'm working or studying or writing, I like to listen to music without lyrics because if I hear lyrics, then I want to like sing along and I get very distracted. So I've been listening to the Titanic soundtrack and I basically was like at work this week, you know, slogging through some difficult assignments and, you know, getting good work done and feeling like I was 15 and laying on the beach with my Walkman and my Titanic CD. And it just made me really, really happy. That being said, you have to like stop listening when it hits the iceberg because then all of the like beautiful music turns into like bing, bing, like, like it gets very um, jumpy. So I was like typing this, this briefing document and then like, I was like, why am I feeling so anxious? And I was like, oh, the ship is sinking. So um, only listen to like the first half and I think that will be good ambient music. Also, The Notebook has been really good ambient music, The Notebook soundtrack. I love film scores. It's one of my favorite things to listen to. Yeah. Josh, what about your teaser? My teaser for this week is a Netflix show that I binge watched over the past week. It is called American Vandal. It's only eight episodes long. Each episode is about 30 minutes long. It is a Netflix mockumentary um, created by these two guys, Dan Peralt and Tony Yacenda. And uh, I should put this up front. The the show is totally vulgar and um, it's like very like sophomoric humor in it. Um, but the basic premise of the show is that these two high school filmmakers, um, are investigating whether or not one of their classmates, uh, who's been accused of drawing 27 obscene images on 27 faculty cars is innocent or not. It's like totally irreverent, but it is strangely moving by the end of the series. And, um, it's, it's done in the wake of all of these true crime documentaries like Making a Murderer, which is a Netflix show, and the the very, very famous podcast, um, Serial. So it's sort of done in that style. And it's especially funny because of what the quote-unquote crime is. The show is really funny, definitely worth checking out. It's called American Vandal. And season two, which focuses on a different crime, premieres in mid-September, so check it out. All right, that will wrap things up for this week. Thanks for listening. You can leave us feedback, comments, or questions on each episode by going to vernacularpodcast.com slash podcast. We would love to hear from you and would especially love to hear what you want to hear about on the show. You can also reach us by emailing the podcast at vernacularpodcast.com. Please also subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We put out a new one every Friday, and if it's not too much trouble, please drop us a rating or a review. It helps other people find our show. We'll be back next week, as always, sitting cross-legged on our bedroom floor with a brand new episode. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. It involves drawing male genitalia. <laughs> Is that a PC way to say it? Josh is sure. shaking his head at <laughs> sure. me. I guess I'm trying so. to say it in a way that's appropriate. Yeah, I said 27 obscene images. Why did you have to... Did, because you obscene images further? could be like a lot of different things. Okay, yes. It is a very... That's why it's funny.